Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the Casey Catch-Up. Had a really good chat with Kahi. Um, I got him on as a representative of the Voyager foilers um, and that crew that's doing these down, prone downwind runs um, on the south shore of Oahu. It was really cool to get an insight into what it is they're doing and, and how they're pushing the sport and, and how they're teaching people to do it as well, which is what I really love. They've got a, a solid crew of, um, of guys, you know, that all sending it downwind on their prone board, um, figured out how their setup is and, and their plans to progress and potentially do Molokai to Oahu, um, I think is their plans. Some really good insights on reading the swells and the bumps. We had a look at some of the, the runs they're doing and, and some of the footage that they've, they've managed to get. Um, but all in all, it was a really cool chat with Kahi and um, I love his attitude. Um, if you are looking at learning to downwind foil, um, be sure to check out my website, kcoz.com. Have a look at the uh, Coach Casey Club. It's an online course where you can step-by-step -step guide to learn to downwind foil. Um, we spoke to, to have you on. And, and if you're enjoying these podcasts, be sure to um, subscribe to my YouTube channel and follow my Spotify channel. So thanks for tuning in and enjoy the chat. Hey guys, welcome to the Casey Catch-Up. We've got Kahi, one of the voyagers on, and I'm super stoked to chat to him about all things downwind foiling and, and really tap into um, his knowledge of downwinding the South Shore, like literally on a prone foil board, which I think is really, it's risky, but it's it's probably the ultimate. Um, so yeah, Kahi, give us a bit of a background about yourself and um, what got you into downwinding. Um, okay, well, first off, thanks for letting me be on the podcast. I'm stoked to be here uh, representing the Voyager crew. Like I was telling you earlier, I'm not so sure they'd be stoked on me representing them. Um, I'm one of those fringe 18 guys that's always pushing the limit on whether he's going to still be on it or get demoted down to the B team. Um, but yeah, so um, I got into downwind foiling just simply for the, the progression that happens as a result of falling in love with the ocean. You know, it's like more or less the penultimate of ocean uh athleticism i would say is being able to prone downwind for long distances unassisted um so you know as a young kid i boogie boarded in kailua grew up started surfing the base and then um picked up a shortboard when i was around 18 and then just didn't stop until like i found um fishes and alayas and i rode those extensively i rode alayas like nonstop for about five years and um uh, really enjoyed that feeling. And I think that feeling was actually quite similar um, to the speed and the, and the connection that you get with foiling. Um, so I don't know that the, I always kept surfing, shortboarding, et cetera. Um, and then I fell in love with foiling. I started from the very beginning, split a foil with a buddy of mine. Um, and from there just progressed, man. Like we just started with like the Kai foil, then uh, the, 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 cloud nine foil um and then in Tavarua, my buddy dylan um let me try it but warned me that once i tried it i'd want to buy one um so that was the armstrong rode the armstrong and bought it on the spot uh, out there um came back home to hawaii and i rode armstrong for loyally for a long time um probably like two years um but uh i couldn't do these downwinders um I just like was, was wing, winging, um, just getting huge air and catching waves. I was having a great time. Um, but my best friend, like Scotty, 
the wizard was like you what are you doing come and join us like we're having a good time there's like five of them that were doing it at the time and i was like why don't you guys join me and so there's like this this trade-off like they would come and try to wing with me and then i would go with them to try to downwind um and we like they sucked at winging i sucked at, at downwinding um and then one day they let me try a lift and it clicked and boom i, I was there like it was it was on like the, the lift 200 um high aspect or i think it was the 170 and it clicked i was like oh this this is amazing and it's just been a, a roller coaster since then um i got on the takuma and that even took me to the next level um and i'm i'm happily riding the takuma 1210 and the 980 uh for downwinding and the, the I'm, I'm just like I don't know. There's nothing. There's nothing else I'd, I'd rather do, as long as there weren't waves, uh, than downwinding in the ocean. So it's just it's the it's the ultimate. Yeah, no, that's an epic story. Like especially the fact that you were riding an Alaya for five years, which, which to me really stuck out. That's you're saying very similar, but the way I see it, it's almost polar opposites. You know, Alaya's no fins, and then you've gone to a foil board, which is like the world's biggest fin. So, but like you say, like the speed and the it's like the lack of the lack of drag feeling is what stands out to me. Yeah, well, it's that, but then it's also, it's also the positioning of where you sit in the lineup. Um, where you would catch a wave with an Alaya is very similar to where you would catch it with um, a foil. And I found myself with the same types of waves, um, not necessarily like super slopey and shitty waves, but like really high performance, somewhat slopey waves. Um, and like, it's, I, I'm, I learned to read the wave and the way that you would read it for an alaya is the same way you would read it uh, for a foil. Unreal. Yeah, that's that's a really good insight because I, I haven't really ridden an alaya su su successfully anyway. Um, but the foil, you know, I spent a lot of time on and that's good to know. Maybe I could cross over one day. <laughs> Definitely. But, um, yeah, the reason I really wanted to get you on here, and like as I said, as a representative of the Voyages, is a lot of people, including myself, have been following this, like, looks like a group of 30 at times you guys are just you know, <laughs> sending it downwind and yeah. I know from paddling over there that it's an epic spot for it um you've got a bunch of like outer reefs um and the winds kind of cross off where you start and then it goes to like a perfect sort of downwind rollers um even on a on a, on a you know, unlimited race board it literally feels like you're surfing those big swells past diamond head it's you know one of the probably one of the best spots in the world for it. Um, but yeah, like a lot of people have been chatting to me. I just chatted to Dave Kalama um, last week and, uh, and he's like, oh, I was over in Oahu. I should have tried to catch up with the Voyages. We, we want to know what it is exactly that you guys are doing. So um, I guess to start off with, tell us about your first run and maybe progress us through, like, is there a beginner's run you start with, then like an intermediate and then an advanced or is it just like straight into the deep end? Yeah, I think that the thing that we didn't realize was that this gold mine was right at our, our, our front door. Uh, the run from Kaikos to Tongs is arguably the best and easiest run on the island. Um, and we were like surfing shitty diamond head uh, and it's sloppy trying to foil out there um, when we could have been downwinding these last couple of years. Um, but at the same time, equipment wasn't there yet. Um, our own skill level wasn't there yet. Um, so it's kind of like happened um like evolution in a sense um and this this run that we're talking about the kaikos the kaiko psychos you know the the group of us that that go on a regular um it was really just like six or seven of us 
Um, and it's, it's, it's been growing. Um, there's different sets. There's the A team, B team, and a C team. Um, so there's, there's a, you know, the, the, B, the B team, um, when they get good enough, then they get to join the A team. And then C team, you make your way up to the B team. And if you start cooking it like crazy on the E team, you get demoted down to the B team. Um, so you can also get put down onto the B team if you get caught too many times out wing dinging um, or, or longboarding or, or whatnot. So you'll see a lot of our posts, like if we're posting something of um, not downwinding, there'll be a hashtag under review. That's like one of our sayings, you're under review all the time. Nobody's actually been demoted, but we love to rag on each other. Yeah. Um, but it's a really close crew of, 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 of guys. You know, I wish there were more females involved. I hope eventually, and like we're working on, on curating more female participation, but right now it's just a, a really tight knit group of guys. Um, and it, it's cool because we have some of the world's best surfers in our crew. Um, and they're, they're just like us, you know, just full froth, no egos. Um, and I think what, what brings us together is like, this is the hardest thing to do, like in my mind, in, in the world, when it comes to like, being out in the ocean unpowered and trying to harness the ocean's energy. So we've all struggled so hard to get to this point that it's like you've reached the top of the mountain and you're there with your boys and you're just having a party. So, you know, at the end of our runs, the, the best days are epic nuking wind days. And then at the end, we've got Keikoa coming through with his beer sponsor, hooking us up with all, all the beers and, and whatever else might show up. So it's um, it's an amazing experience. Um, the run itself, um, although it is like a, a the best run, it's also the best run to learn on because there's so many waves along the way that if you were to fall, you could paddle in maybe a minute, five minutes, depends on how far out you go, right? And you could catch another one. There's only one section between the end of the lighthouse at this place called Super Gaze and, and Sleepy Hollows that there's no waves. And uh, if you get stuck there, then you got to either paddle down the beach or back to the waves. Um, but it's not that bad. Like after the experiences I've had way out in the bay, that's, that's nothing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's the ultimate spot. Like when you're learning, you start at Kaikos, and then if you make it to Browns, great. And the next day you try to make it a little further. You just keep making it further and further and further. And I think it helps you mentally to keep having that progress versus going somewhere where you just continually fail, right? Yeah. Like this place, you have like a landmark, you have a break. You're like, okay, I'm making it further and further and further. I'm going to get this. And then eventually it, it clicks. Like there are, I would say of, of all the people that give it a go and say the, the vast majority, if they stick with it, actually make it. And we have guys that are like 60 years old doing it now. So it, wow. it's awesome to see that it's like, it's not just relegated to like the, the younger guys or the, or the middle age guys like me, like even like the older guys are, are, are cracking the code. Sounds like the ultimate training ground. And like you said, now that's what I always wondered is that, you know, if, if you're starting in one spot and then having to go out to sea and there's no waves to, to chip in onto, um, you know, from there until the finish, then it, I was like, man, these guys are all either super talented or the conditions are epic for it. And sounds like a bit of both, to be honest, like you've got to, you still have to progress. It's, it, I know it's not easy. Um, I've done a couple like prone foil downwinds and um, 
here in Sydney, it's not really conducive to it because we have all these like deep bays and then big headlands. Um, whereas you guys have like these outer reefs and like I know the wind's super good there too. So chipping in, going out to sea. And I, I, I assume that the more confident you get that the further out you guys go as well, because you doing the Hawaii Kai one as well, um, sounds like, yeah. you know, the, the bumps are generally better further out, but the further out you go, if you fall off, the further you've got to paddle in. So I, I love that you've got like, you know, you got like tiers, you know, you go from Kaikos to Browns and then, you know, you keep going further down and that's, yeah, yeah it's so cool. Um, the hardest part is, is, is the Jenga uh, game of trying to put all the foils in the back of people's trucks or out the, out the sides of windows. We have like this one technique where you sit in a car and you thread your nose of your board through the window and then you hold onto it with the with the foil hanging out the side, it's called the yawn over method. And like, we'll be going down, like everybody's got their, their, their boards out, boards on the roof, somebody's in the trunk. Like we, we do whatever it takes to get the crew back up on top. We hitchhike, like it's, it's, uh, it's, it's really fun and, and it gets creative, but it gets a little scary when you've got a, a truck bed full of 13 foils and 13 foilers, like it's, little sketchy yeah only in hawaii right that it wouldn't happen anywhere else it's <laughs> so good I love it. i'm so i'm so something to keep in mind when, when yeah like you, you gotta figure out how to transport everybody up there and you're gonna want to do more than one run so like we we stagger cars right like we get all the cars ready so that when we get in we can get the car ready loaded up and get going again because the run's only like 10 to 12 minutes long hmm. like you you can you can knock out like three or four and that's a great day yeah. um if you do one it's kind of a waste uh some animals like veeks will, will try to do six or seven in a day um but he also doesn't have kids or, or i don't even know if he has a job um but you know some of us have that freedom um but like us that have have to be home at a certain hour or, or get to work like three or three runs that's that's perfect four that's gravy yeah, yeah. yeah I, might, I might just um i've got google maps up and i want to for those that are watching on youtube you better see this for those listening you'll have to have a look on, on the youtube channel but um where exactly can you can you kind of direct me where yeah you so the the headland to um towards kahala avenue yeah right there right yeah. where you're right where you're there there's a there's an access point where we jump off the rocks there and like the jump off is gnarly itself. Some days it can be so heavy that you actually can't jump off there. Yeah. Um, go a little bit to your left. There's, you see the black line that goes through that one property. Um, that'll be the, yeah, there, there's the beach access. Yeah. No, no, no. To your, a little bit more towards the point. So like. Yeah, keep, yep, right there, right there, right there. Yeah, so that's the access. Um, you park up on top. And then you get, you walk through that access and then you walk just a little bit to the left and there's a, there's one rock that you jump off of, but the ocean you can see from the, from the image breaks right there. So you got to time it perfectly, keep your board upside down and you can see it in the tutorial, you know, like it's, it's, there's, there's rocks everywhere. Mm. Um, and you jump off there, you catch a wave right over there and then you just head left. You just go left. You keep going left. Yeah. So, so where's your first, like, where's the first, I guess, I think you mentioned Browns. Where's the, 
like beginners run, so to speak? What, what's the first one you start? Yeah. With? Well, I wouldn't say anything's a run unless you make it to Diamond Head, really. But if you were to make it to Cromwell's Beach, you see, see to the left, like straight yeah. out from there is Browns. But there's yeah. a big channel. Uh, well, it would be, yeah, keep coming out, keep, pull that thing out. Yeah. Um, into the, into the, that dark blue. Yeah, right there. Oh, yeah, I see that. Yeah. Like, if you make it that far, that's a great start. Like, that's like, uh, you, you made it that far. You made it to like one of the, um, the bigger channels that you have to cross. Um, and then from there, there's waves every like 100 meters. Yeah. So every 100 meters, all this little water there's water another water. wave. Yeah. Yeah. And you keep going. And then there's this um, at Diamond Head Beach Park. Like a lot of guys, they make it there their first time. They're stoked or, or, or not first time, but first couple of tries. And they come in there and they walk back or whatever. Um, but you could arguably just keep going. Like I never stopped there. Um, I would just, when I was learning, I would just, if I fell at Browns, I would get up and keep going. I would just yeah, keep yeah. going, keep going until you make it to tongs. Yeah. So the, the gap of no waves, it, it's like, um, the area where you like, um, where the whitewash ends. Is it yeah. Right there. Yeah. Right where you are, or like it kind of ends the one prior and all the way to like this, like where the, the furthest sand is right over here. Yeah, yeah. where you're at. So yeah. that whole zone is kind of like a, it's pretty sketch, but not really. Like you can get a wave and you're still not that far out at sea. Um, the boys that are super comfortable, there's a, a, um, a buoy. So like a channel marker, a big ass red buoy. I'm not sure that you, there's this really cool photo of, of Jack and Scotty. Uh, standing on top of this buoy out there um you go around it that's um that's a fun little so uh, is, that, is that literally just just further out so literally that is sort of yeah it's way out like yeah. go way further out like yeah. way way further out like it's in the dark purple you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, that'll, that that'll add a, yeah that'll add a bit of yeah it's like more way out there you know so um that's a fun little exercise to do um but yeah, that, that, if you fall out there, you're gonna have about a, a half an hour paddle back to the back to the lineup through some what we call the deep purple. Um, that's the spooky water. Yeah. Yeah. So then you come in at tongs, or you, you can come in at, at suicides as well. Um, and then if you've got really good east winds, you can ride it all the way. Keep like we can keep going all the way to Kaimanas. So that's um, that's a special run because you you get to go all the way to this natatorium. See that pool looking thing? Yeah, yeah. That's that's where we basically finish out. Like when I when I have yeah. from Hawaii Kai and we finish it. Yeah, exactly here. Yeah. So yeah. you can come in all the way over there. Um, so that adds a little bit of extra uh, gravy to the run. Yeah. Um, like granted, like your your lines aren't representative of of, of the run. Like it's a zigzag, um, yeah. and it's a little bit further out. Uh, but that's the that's the basic either tongs or kaimana's run you go to tongs on a northeast um and if it's straight east you can take it all the way to kaimana or if there's swell if you've got south swell you can take it all the way to kaimana yeah epic yeah so that's that's that i guess this section that you're talking where you're starting at kaikos and and through to kaimana that's that's the section on, on the stand-up that i've always loved you know it's literally yeah the, the swells really jack up there and it's it's a sweet sweet section um yeah um yeah and, and as you said the fact that there's those outside reefs 
for most of the way. I, I like definitely not the whole way. Um, it adds that sort of extra bit of um, safety. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I definitely know that, especially if you're going out, like you say, into the deep purple, like that's, you know, <laughs> risk reward, right? It, it's, it's what makes it so much fun that the risk is enjoyable, but it's, it's all good until you come down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So basically it's looking like Kaikosa Tongs is like two and a half, three kilometers. So it'd be like one and a half, two miles. And then it's, uh, it's usually on our watches. It's usually about 2.1 miles to Tongs okay. and then two and a half miles to, to Kamana. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's a perfect, um, I guess like a perfect starting point, but like I'm teaching guys here to, to, to downwind foil on their subs and a couple of guys just like, they send it, they, they get like 10 Ks for their first one, which is like nice. seven, seven miles. And it's like, did you get up? Like, Oh yeah, once or twice. And it's like, weren't you tired? Like it's a long way to paddle on a five foot board, you know? So definitely taking that progression, you know, I love that you've got those like little sort of exit points and you can literally just walk back to the start. If you, if you come down or just sort of keep chipping in and going down. Yeah. Yeah. It really makes me think, I guess the beaches we have here, you know, the longest beaches are three and a half kilometers maybe. Um, and when we have like a northeast breeze, which we get here in Sydney, we get like a northeast sea breeze and then a southerly, like more of a frontal system, like it's like a storm. Um, the, the northeasters are the best for, for downwinding. And there is one spot I've done a downwind foil, prone foil before, and it's you start at North Derby, which where the WSL event was on earlier this year. You chip in at the point, and then you literally just go all the way down the coast. It's a beach break the whole way through. So worst case you just paddle on the beach and get going again so maybe yeah that definitely i should get a lot there's a local crew here that really want to learn to do it and um nice you know i want something like you guys are doing it looks so much fun you know <laughs> having all the crew and just sort of packing the car up and let's go we're getting up <laughs> jenga stuff yeah yeah well from the from that image or that that map that you're showing like once we had that run dialed then we just simply started taking it further and further and yeah, further I'll, until I'll we got to the holy grail. You're going to show me where you, yeah, sh- sh- yeah. you're going further east now. So you, if you, yeah, keep going um, there. Yeah, keep going that way. Um, so we started to take it from further going from Kahala. Um, so from the, that like big ass golf course, like in front of there. Oh yeah. And then um, from the golf course, once we had that dialed, we went to that next peninsula. This is Wailupe Peninsula. Yeah. Um, and then we started going from the outer reef out there. So you had to paddle out pretty far. Yeah. Um, but then you, you could get a, a wave from there. So go all the way to the end. So it's like at the end of the peninsula in the, in the corner, we would paddle out from there. Um, no, no, like um, not that peninsula, this peninsula. Yeah, where you're right there, right there. Yeah. Um, so we go from there. Um, and then eventually we took it all the way to what they call China Walls. I like to call it Kavaihoa, uh, but everybody knows it as China Walls. Um, so we would go from China Walls. Um, so at the moment, the longest uh, prone send has been from China Walls. Uh, but Jack and, and Emil and, and Nick have taken it from with their stand-up sups um all the way from sandy beach around the corner so yeah. um that would be yeah right around that 72 mark 
Um, so they're taking it with the downwind sups um, from there. And, and uh, that's why I just got me a, a downwind sup so I could do that as well. Oh, epic. Yeah. Like I, 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 ideally, I, I want to I be comfortable enough to take it um, without a paddle and just down and just downwind without it. Mm. But the, there is that, that point of, of risk that it's just not worth it. Uh, and I think, I think the run from Kavaihoa China walls to tongs unassisted on a prone foil is right there at, is it actually really worth it? Um, lots of people have tried it. Only four people have made it unassisted on the prone foil so far. Mm -hmm. So like nobody's made it since March and uh, wow. it's, it's not because people can't do it um, because it's not necessarily the most physically challenging thing to do. It's because it's the most mentally challenging thing to do. Oh, I, I totally hear what you're saying. There's the, like, it's the risk thing. As I said before, it's risk reward. And, and you know, starting out at um, China Wall, or what, so I want to call it what you're calling it, Kavai. Kavai Hoa. Kavai Hoa. When you're starting there, I guess I'm going to go back to the map again. There's literally, I'm going to actually measure it, see how far out it actually is. But it's, it's at least a kilometer offshore, like minimum. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're already starting really far out. Yes, that's you, what that's you, what allows you to get to the wind line. Two kilometers out, like yeah, before you even you know get going, and then you're literally going straight out and and like. You don't really get much closer so you know if you're following a straight line it's it's right on that mile sort of mark out to sea it, it's a long paddle in or um or back upwind or, or downwind and yeah, yeah totally understand why <laughs> why you want to i guess start the stand up and that's what i always thought when i saw you guys doing it i thought man they must be doing short runs because you know they're only and they must be going too far because for me on this run, I know from a stand-up that it's it's um it's a long way out. Like it's even for, for a normal sort of downwind run, it feels like you're a long way out to sea, and there is that reef, but it's it's not easy to just sort of paddle back in. Um, and, no. and it's only I think four guys that made it. Yeah, yeah. So so far, well, I'll, I'll give Simeon a, a, a four and a half, or more, maybe more more of a like a a four and like 15 16 so you know like when you fall right before the finish line poor guy fell like oh, yeah. you almost made it <laughs> but uh so right at the end it didn't matter as much yeah well, he, he fell at uh, i think he fell at, at black point so he made the journey like the long journey the scary journey he made that yeah. and that's huge because that's that's the big mind fuck is is the oh. distance between Kavaihoa and Black Point, like your brain is just like, I don't know, you, you go into this like meditative, like Zen, like state where you, nothing distracts you and nothing can distract you. Mm. Like you are just taking in all the variables that you see in front of you and, and you feel and, and you start making sense of that chaos and, and you have to, you have to be on point because that runs like 40 minutes long. Like you, you, you have to make it but I think our sport is like in Hawaii or excuse me, on Oahu, I guess on all the islands, it's been 
it's been spearheaded by the young kids, you know? So like, that, like they don't have as much fear. So like Jack and Emil and Nick, they're doing this stuff. Like, like Emil's juggling while he's doing these runs and like, we're, we're the older guys being like, uncle can do that. Uncle can do that. And so we're chasing the kids instead of being the, the, um, I guess the, the guys that they emulate, you know, it's like, it's this weird thing where we're emulating the younger kids right now. Um, so it's, it's a really fun time to be in this sport for sure. Yeah, no, it's been awesome following along. And um, I, actually, one of the first runs I ever did downwind was over on Maui. And, and I went from, um, it was the Maliko run, but just a part of it. We, we started at Kuau Point and we're going down to Sugar Cove, which is about, I want to say it's like four miles, six or seven kilometers. And and I, with, with the Jeffrey and Finn Spencer, who are just, you know, freaks. Um, yeah. And I didn't have a stand up foil board at this point. And I had the uh, original GoFoil Maliko, so like the original blue one, the one bigger mm-hmm. than, the, I guess, the Eva replaced. And um, I got going sweet. And it's that, it's that like risk thing. I, I came down and then had to paddle like to an outer reef. And I got going from there. And it was like the Spencer boys, they were like in like probably 30 minutes before me. And I finally got one, like went all the way from an outer reef, all the way to the sugar cone. But it was probably like a, it felt like, you know, 10 kilometers, but it was probably like two miles, like, you know, three or four Ks <laughs> all the way on the inside reef. And it was the best, like it was the first downwind run I'd really done. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, but the risk and the fact that I had to paddle to wait for a, you know, a chip in and, and, and all that, it just, it really put me off it. And the fact that I, I can stand up paddle and I could paddle up onto the foil, I just never really, re-explored that sort of prone foiling um discipline i guess but there's i got a mate who lives in perth as well and, and he um one of the sharpest places in australia and he's um foil perth he's done a couple from you know long sort of similar to you know sandy's around um to tongs and he's done a couple and, and you have to be a fair way out there in perth they're doing long downwind runs and it's it's sketchy um but I guess, like you said, like you mentioned, like unassisted and that unassisted, I guess when you have a jet ski there, it's kind of, you know, it's cruisy. If you fall down, it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah. I've seen like Jack, like doing like boogie board foiling and freaking back up and sitting down and the boys are juggling and there's a bit of confidence there. They're not going yeah. to come down, obviously. <laughs> they're, they're fucking around like that on the Kaikos run. Not, yeah. You're not going to be doing that so much on a, on a prone from from Kavaihoa. It's just yeah, no you, we're not there yeah. yet. We're not there yeah. yet. Like, yeah. We had no we had no subs um background, at least most of the Voyager crew like being from Hawaii, like we we didn't we didn't sub. We we're we we're short boarders. Like almost all of us we have short boarding background. Um so the idea of supping was not something that was very palatable. Um yeah. but like now it's like like we want to do these extreme voyages. Like I want to, I want to go from Molokai. I want to go between islands and whatnot. And you're not going to do that with a, with a prone. They're just, it's like, obviously it's, it's physically possible. Uh, but at, I, I'm, I'm a realist. Like I, I can't like yeah. give me a paddle so I can get back up. I just got to figure it out now. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, 
that's what I found is that um, with the paddle, you can go much further distances and, and you can still stuff up, you know, even if you come down, yeah. it's like, oh, it's not like, shit, I've got to paddle in like three Ks. It's like, nah, yeah. let's wait for the next bump and I'll paddle up onto it. And that's, you know, yeah. that's like, okay, that's cool. Um, but yeah, actually, I, like you're saying, like the risk when you're out to sea on a prone board and you could come down, it's debilitating. Like I've done about 75 kilometers nonstop with my SUP foil board and like not even in easy conditions, but because I've got, because I'm on a SUP, there isn't that risk. I'm not scared of falling on a prone board, even doing like three or four kilometers. I'm like sketched out. I'm like, if I come down here, it's like, it's going to be a long paddle in. It's going to be like 10 minutes just sort of grinding. So it's 10 minutes. That's a short paddle. Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. But like, I don't get too far out if I'm not on my stand up. <laughs> Man, like when when we um when you start like I I tell people like downwinding is like ninety percent in your head, like people like say I can't do it. Yeah, you you can't then. Mm, you know, yeah. like, I can't do it. No, you're never gonna do it then. Yeah, like it's all in your head. Tell yourself you can do it. And you can do it. And it's like when you're doing these long runs, when you start thinking you're gonna fall, you're gonna fall. It's mm. just it's it's inevitable. It's crazy. So like. Yeah the 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 falling side of things like and i i i want to i want the people listening to understand how scary it is to do it unassisted um like a couple of us have attempted and fallen i personally fell on my first time trying it why i did it again i think i just stubborn i was like i i almost made it i know why i made a mistake i can do this and I did it and I haven't done it since. <laughs> right. So, like, so I'm just pulling when you, the, the, this is your successful run, is it not? The, the nine miles. Yeah. 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 So if you were to, if you were to cut that by about a sixth, um, kind of where the, the dark purple water and the lighter color kind of like right there, now a little bit further back, um, yeah. I fell there. Uh, no, on an attempt that's like and, the furthest, that's the furthest out you are basically that's as far from anywhere yeah, <laughs> yeah. and it, it was uh it was really scary like I, i'm not sure if you guys rock the apple watches um but we all um wear not all of us but like we we almost all rock the apple watches with cell yeah. so that when we get into sketchy situations we can like call for help yeah um in this situation, I was at home working and Jack and Nick called me and said, we're, we're doing a run. It's firing. Let's go. Uh, I was like, let's go. My watch wasn't charged up. Um, I had like 25%. I was like, fuck it. Let's go. Um, I fell. I was able to make one call to let somebody know that I fell. Um, and then I started paddling for the shore. Um, after 20 minutes of paddling, it appeared that I wasn't making any headway. I was and gonna say, it, you know how like, and yeah, the wind and everything. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah you, you, you're paddling against the wind. Um, the, the, the houses aren't getting any bigger. The palm trees aren't getting any bigger. The lineup that you put out to your side hasn't, doesn't seem like it's changing. And I was like, I think I'm stuck in a current, like I'm not going anywhere. So I gave myself another like, 20 minutes of paddling to make sure that I wasn't making progress. 
Um, and I was, and after about an hour and 20 minutes, I made it back to a break and I caught a wave at Pico's and then eventually made it. Um, so I didn't come in, I got back up and kept going. Um, but like you, you, you have to, you have to go into it knowing that you might have to do this paddle, but you don't put it in the front of your brain. You stick it in the back and you, you, you have that confidence that you can make that paddle. And it's a scary paddle. Like you, you, as, as soon as you fall out there, you're playing that numbers game. Like your buddy in Perth, like that's way gnarlier than what we do. Like they got way more sharks, but like, in this bay, we see tigers all the time. Like I've been visited by tigers out in this zone before. Um, so I was, I was sketched for sure. My Apple watch was dead. Um, like it was, it was one of the scariest, um, adventures of my life. But like, once I did that, I'm like, fuck, I have no problem. Give me another hour. That was fine. <laughs> I'm just going to charge up my watch better next time. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, I always, I don't have an Apple watch, but I always bring my phone in a waterproof case because exactly what you're yeah. saying, if something goes wrong, yeah. the wind changes, the, you know, something, you just need to cover all bases and there's, there's no doubt, I always say to people, if you want to attempt any of this stuff, you need at least a phone at the very least and, and next is like yeah. that land crew that are kind of keeping an eye out for you because there's something yeah, and that, wrong. That, like we're, we got a tight crew, like Veeks one time disappeared and, and like he had, he had us like he didn't know it, but like we were all on different points along the like he, he sent one from Hawaii and felt and like we were all on different points of the freeway, like trying to find him um, and then just keeping in touch with each other. And we eventually he got picked up by Diamond Head. Um, but yeah, you definitely have to that communication plan is super, super important. And like technology has allowed this sport to be a lot safer. Mm. Even still here in Sydney lots of headlands when people see someone out to sea they'll call a helicopter or the police or something and I've had multiple occasions where I've sort of gone and literally had um you know a helicopter turn up as I finish or police say was that you out there I'm like yeah it was all good I was never in trouble and it's like just people watching it's, it's great that people are watching but um logging on to I now log on to like a it's called a marine rescue app and you literally just plot your journey and you say you're going from here to here it's going to take approximately an hour or two hours whatever it is and you log on log off so people know that if you're spotted out there they're not going to call a helicopter oh no it's this crazy dude doing a downwind foil he's sweet <laughs> oh that's cool yeah we should get something like that here yeah it's um it just covers as you said covering your bases you know land crew phone and letting i guess authorities know that people that you're out there doing this for fun you're not in trouble yeah yeah, yeah. um cool. actually just last weekend i was out um wing foiling like sort of surfing in the waves i had a wave break on me and i broke the leash on my wing and the wind was a little bit offshore and the wing was gone so i was just with my with my board kind of similar story to to you i was on my four four foot foil board and i'm <laughs> trying to chase my wing out to sea decided it was too far gone started paddling in and that's probably that's probably the longest paddle I've had, actually. That was, you know, that was a good 30, 40 minutes. And, um, oh, God. It's not fun, is it? Yeah. And then the board, your board's all wide, so you're like this. Yeah, exactly. It's a big of a thing, you know, like, who designed this? For winging, it's sweet. But for paddling it, not so much. Yeah. 
So yeah. I guess tell me about. I'm really interested in this part because you've you've decided to get a stand-up paddleboard. Is that it behind you? Or is that a yeah? Yeah, yeah. It's my my new my new toy. It hasn't even touched the water yet. I just got oh. it yesterday. Yeah, I was just going to ask. Like, I guess how much stand-up paddling had you done, and what's your what's your game plan? Yeah. Uh, so I'll, luckily, I, like when we now there's there's people that have done it, so I can ask. But like every other aspect of foiling, there was never anybody that we could rely on to learn because we were always at the at the forefront of each new like technique. Um, in this case, I, I, I get to look to like, you know, I, I called Eric Sturman, uh, Nick Capule, Jack Ho and and got there. And I'm going to ask you too. you know, eventually like give me some advice, man. I'm a noob. Yeah. Um, so like the board design that was that was really challenging because you know these things aren't aren't cheap um making sure that i got everything that i needed in it uh volume wise and whatnot um i did attempt a run from kavaihoa to tongs with us with my friend sup with nick sup one time um and uh, i was able to get it up for about 10 seconds and uh, that was it for the entire journey so i paddled the entire way um, and like I have a like being from Hawaii, we all know how to paddle. I guess it's slightly stereotypical, but like we know how to we know how to paddle and we know proper technique. Um, so that part's okay. But with the sup, it's like these ones, like you're not standing side by side. So you're like in your surf stance almost the entire time. And for me, it was really easy. I'm I'm regular footed, so it was really easy for me to go with like my left hand in the lower one and right on the top. So going on this side but it was really hard to go this way. Yeah. So I more or less paddled on one side the whole way. Yeah. Um, and that was a, that was my first intro to sup foiling. Yeah. And, and so it's now like, <laughs> what's that? You decided to do the long one. Uh, I think I was overconfident. I, yeah. It tends to happen often. Yeah. <laughs> and then mother nature slaps me. He's like, who, the, who, yeah. do you, who do you think you are? Yeah. Um, so like, now everybody like the boys are like hey like go into the surf and practice there for a little bit and then i'm like i don't want anybody to see me sup foiling anywhere <laughs> um no no disrespect i just yeah, yeah, like yeah. I, like uh so I, I got some little little secret spots around here that i'm gonna go practice sup foiling um and just get that feeling um yeah. and then hopefully this weekend send one go for it yeah epic. i can't wait to to to, I'll to touch base and see how you go because but like what your friends are saying is the exact it's the perfect advice you need to start in like same when you're prone for you don't just go all of a sudden okay yeah. go. gotta go send it yeah you, know, you gotta learn to and i'm sure it's the same prone you were starting to link waves and as soon as you can link two or three you know i say three waves and you're pretty much ready to downwind because yeah People get afraid of downwind foil because it's like, oh, you're out there and you, you know, there's you got to link all these bumps. Looks like you're pumping the whole time, and and I'm not sure about you, but for me, downwind foiling is easier than pumping between waves. Like when you're surfing, you pull off one wave and there is zero energy in between one wave and the next. Whereas when you're out to sea downwind, you got the wind at your back. There's all these little tiny chops everywhere. There's swells and there's all this energy. Like if you can link three waves in the surf you're more than ready to downwind and link waves out to sea, in my opinion. Yeah. But it's a confidence thing, for sure. I, I, I would agree. Um, and then it's just about 
reps and learning learning what the ocean is going to do and yeah. trusting the ocean like people like the last thing you want to do is pump when you're downwinding you know it's like yeah, exactly. don't don't pump like that's that you only pump when you have to yeah, pump as little as possible yeah you make a mistake but, oh, i gotta do a couple little pumps and then you go out again yeah. that's just yeah when conditions are good if you're pumping you've you're doing something wrong yeah yeah um yeah i guess a gear question for the for the um what equipment are you using downwind on your prone and are you using the same stuff for your sup yeah so i i use the takuma 12 to 10 usually with uh, a cane 13 inch stab um i use the carbon setup so i'm double shimmed on the base plate but not no no shim on the tail yeah. um i ride it almost all the way forward but not quite all the way forward mm -hmm. um and i uh that, that's the usual go-to um but when it's nuking um or if the period's real short mm -hmm. then i'll i'll jump to the 980 uh the 980 is so is is uh so much more whippier um it's it's just like a super long wave you're just surfing the whole way yeah. um, but that one section between lighthouse and sleepy hollows is it gets a little trickier because you, you you got to do some pumping um so you you have a more chance of falling but you have a lot more fun yeah. that being said like the, the 12 tens pretty amazing once you figure it out and i'm going to be rocking the start with a 12 10 on this yeah, thing yeah. for sure and i haven't i haven't even seen one of the kajira um 12 tens or any of the new ones over here in australia i'm not sure why but just here there just aren't any um they look epic I, i'd love to try one. i haven't even seen like the you know, the, the whale sort of, you know, what are they called? The uh, tubercles. Tubercles, that's it. Yeah. It looks yeah. like, and, and everyone says it's super refined and, and sharp, which, um, you know, for downwinding to me makes perfect sense. You want it as refined as possible because you're literally up on foil for yeah. you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 minutes plus every, yeah. you know, every bit of advantage you want. Um, yeah. And so I guess, I want to sort of try to give you some advice on like for the sun, I would have thought you'd be using a bigger foil, but maybe it's not the case. Um, on the prone, I'd imagine you'd be able to get away with a small one because you're literally chipping in on a wave. And then once you're up, you're on a smaller, lighter board, which I guess obviously is why you're on the 980 when it's good conditions. Um, and as long as conditions are good downwind, like paddling up, that's the hardest, that's the biggest challenge you're going to face as you found out your first time around paddling up onto the foil with a sup is freaking hard. And yeah. I guess what I've taught in the past is like, just literally go out at the finish of your run where it's like a little bit onshore and just, just practice, just practice reps there. You don't, you don't even have to go out into the surf. You can just go to the, you know, an onshore beach and just paddle out a little bit and just work on your, your paddle ups, you know, paddling up onto the foil. And that's because if you know, you can paddle up onto the foil, you already know, like you already know you can downwind for, you know, miles, 10 miles at a time on a prone board. It's no different on the SUP once you're up, just a little bit more swing weight. So it's just the only hard part, which is also the super hard part on a prone board is, is getting going. Um, yeah, so it's like work the, work the paddle up onto the foil. And, and I've always said, start with the biggest foil you can get your hands on for your first downwind run, because you're going to, if you get if you come off the foil, a lot of times doing those repetitions to get up is 
it's hard. Like it's even for me when I come down in like the wrong spot and there's like a bit of backwash, you know, a bit of messiness. Yeah, I'm taking a couple minutes to get going again, for sure. Yeah, maybe I can borrow my buddy's 1440. Yeah, well, if, yeah. If you've got a friend who's got one, I, I'd I'd recommend it. Like it's people get a bit funny about like, oh, but I know I can go. Like I know this one, I can pump. It's like, yeah, pumping's one thing, but getting yeah. going something completely different. Um, yeah. And and it's it's a technique to get going. It's like I call like a paddle pump technique. So you got to like paddle and pump. And the reason yeah. that falling for a sup makes so much sense even more than prone in my view, more than like a ski and you know, all these guys are trying to learn to foil. The suck is perfectly suited because you're already standing up and you can literally like, you can, you can pump it with your feet prone. Yeah. You know, you've seen Dave Klarman with his hand paddles and on his, he's on his knees and he's, he's paddling and it, like it works, but he's got to go from on his knees or on his stomach up to his feet. So there's a lot of advantages of the suck, but I totally get why, you know, it's, supping's you know a bit goofy but it's once you're up it's so cool um, yeah yeah it's so well what do you do, with it? do you throw it do you do do you do like the sword thing like dave what do you do with your <laughs> I, I, yeah I, I haven't i haven't done it yet but i just chatted to dave last week and i've got myself a you know inner tube and I've, i'm gonna cut it and sort of do the sword thing because once you're up you don't need it like literally i usually yeah. just hold it in one hand and you just sort of float downwind it's 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 the same as, as prone downwinding once you're up. It's just you have this yeah. vessel to get going. And once you're going, it's happy days. Like if there is a way to get up on my 4-0 in the middle of the ocean, I would, that's all I would do. Yeah. You know, the only reason we're going to, to sup is because we need to get back up. Yeah. We can't carry a giant wing with us. Like we got like the, the paddle just seems like the best the best tool at the moment but who knows you know like mm. i don't want to end up with with that little engine thing that that seems that seems a little cheaty but uh, yeah i don't know maybe end up with one of those things yeah so <laughs> these guys that um foil drive that they've got one for a sup and they literally like you know they get themselves going and they're up and yeah because the motor is so high like they're just downwinding which is for getting people into it it's epic but as you said it's, yeah. like, it's a little bit cheaty for sure they're developing one for prone. Um, that's something they're working on and they're, they're pretty pumped about it. But I'm like, yeah, that's cool. It, it's going to get heaps of people into it, I'm sure. But yeah. I'm hoping it's like an entry point. And then once yeah. they do it, they can realize, okay, if, if I can teach myself to get going, I know I'm going to be able to glide the whole way down the coast. Because there's yeah. still that. Yeah, you don't want to be e-foiling the whole way. You know. <laughs> Maybe you can have it like for an emergency in your backpack or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, a little hydrant to get going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've done a bunch of them, and, and like, so I want to chat to you about the winging too, because you obviously use that to teach yeah. yourself to, to downwind as well. Yeah. So like, yeah. Tell me the story. Like, how, how did what we're you using a prone board to, to wing? Um, well, and, yeah. one of the one of the reasons like I I wanted to figure out how to wing was because like. I saw all those videos in the very beginning. So uh, the wizard, Scotty and I bought like the first generation slingshot wing with like the windows in it with like everything was inflatable, like the, 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 the trailing edge and everything was inflated. Yeah. And the thing did not work, dude. Like, it, well, okay. I, it does work. Like if it, it does 
theoretically work. But for us, like we could not get this thing to work. But then there was also the fact that we were trying to do it on our prone boards on Oahu. And like the, the, the wind's just not strong enough. Mm. Um, so I got a bigger board and I got a F1 wing, uh, 4.2. And then it clicked and it was like, oh my God, this is so much fun. Um, we were doing it by the airport uh, with Derek Hama taught us. And, and from there, like we started, Derek's like, let's go do the Hawaii Kai runs and with Laleo and, and uh, Todd Bradley them. So we were doing these like long runs from Hawaii Kai and that's what opened me up to my like this is where i live like it's right out the right out the doors monolua yeah. bay uh so like i that's where i saw it that this is this is a huge playground that i never thought existed i can't believe i live here like i just moved here like maybe a year into it and and, and found this i was like oh my god i was surfing all the waves and now i got this 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 downwinding paradise um so that was like the intro was was the f1 but shout out to Slingshot. Like, they got me into it. I met that dude. I think his name is Tony or something in Hood River. Once, dude, it was super cool. Um, but then there was the F1 that clicked for me. Um, but then eventually, I realized I didn't even need the wing. Right? Like, yeah. what do I need the wing for? Because I was, like, letting it go and just hanging out there. And I was just downwinding. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, yeah. okay. And then, and then I was, like, doing those big airs. Like, I, was, I, I used to snowboard and teach snowboarding. So... I really loved how much air you could get and like hang time, but I broke a foil off the bottom of my boards. And then my ankles started giving me drama. And I was like, dude, you're getting old, dude. Like, like maybe, maybe you don't need to be doing this so much. And that was also the exact same time. when when the boys were like, Hey, Kai, get your ass over here. What are you doing? Winging. Cause they started doing their downwinders and I'm out at mansions. Like, I'm like, watch this, boys. And they're like, whatever. And they just kept doing laps. I was like, okay, okay. And I joined them, and, and the rest is history. Like, I'm, I'm like, I'm so happy being part of the crew. Um, you know, the, the, the Voyager fam is is tight. And I think the cool thing is, like, if you're not from here and you want to give it a go, we're super aloha, especially if you're giving us rides. Um, if you're new to the community, and you're coming to do these runs don't just have mom drop you off like if you're too young have mom drive us yeah. we're not a, we're not about taking rides from your mom uh, or dad um or or drive you know like the only the only dramas we've had is when kids show up or or adults for that matter and they want to do laughs with us but they they're they're not offering up their car yeah um, so yeah that's the like, same thing we have here with dan when people just like people that are new they just rock up it's like oh, so what's going on like what do we do it's like yeah you leave your car here we'll drive up yeah come back you got to give me a lift back up to my car They're like oh is that yeah. how it works like yeah it's like an education thing yeah. you can't just rock up yeah. and expect everyone to do all the heavy yeah. lift exactly and have cold beers for the boys yeah come on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're gonna give you the the guidance and the insight all we ask is for cold modelos yeah that's uh, too good so i guess what's what's the next um the next step for you like you you've done you've done one long one are you going to go from sandy's next yeah i think like the the next well first first is i, I gotta start making the the kaikos run with this thing and then and then kavaihoa and then pele's chairs or sandy's or even further right so pele's chair that's a yeah. super good run we go from Pele's chair unassisted to the blowhole. It's mm -hmm. a really cool run. 
and you you end up in a blowhole like like it's right where they filmed uh pirates of the caribbean and all the tourists that are taking pictures and they're freaking out like where did you come from <laughs> uh, so that's a really really cool run but we want to go past it and just keep going all the way around so mm. and then from there oh, i want to go maui to molokai that was like, my next question molokai yes, to Oahu. yeah that's that's something I'd, I'd love to see like this downwind foil community like do some of the established races like like m2o and, and like um m2m you know malika runs yeah um, but over on uh Kauai as well you know there's there's so many you know you're you know how lucky you are like you're in downwind paradise and like you've yeah discovered this new world just recently and it's like oh, yeah it's a trip like I, I feel like i see a lot of the drama happening in the world and it's like man am i like i get kind of like bummed out sometimes but then you're like you look at the the happiness that you're getting to experience in this new world of foil and you're like ah no big deal like yeah, let's, no just, let's go have some fun yeah. So like, like boiling has been like a godsend, especially at my age, like I'm 42. And like, if this boiling had come in my twenties or thirties, I might not have even done it. I would have just been so into shortboarding or riding Elias still like this, this sport, it gives us like middle-aged or young people, uh, like extra legs you know like even, we're, even we're the other group, but like you said you got 60 year olds and, and same here we've got some some yeah. older dudes like winging and, and wanting to do the downwinders <clears throat> um yeah actually another question i wanted to ask is what dimensions are your stand-up paddleboard like how how big is it or how uh it's 511 by 23 um by like four and a half inches thick um and it's 89 liters so um, I wanted to get something that was a little more narrow and, yeah. um, but with a, enough volume for me to be able to stand on it without it just tipping over. Yeah. So we'll see. I haven't even put it in the water. We'll see. Yeah. Well, like, it sounds like that, that's a good, like mine six foot by 24, about 80 liters. That, that's what I'm using. So yeah, you know, you're right in that same ballpark, which is going to be, uh, I'm, I'm stoked. I, when I saw the voyages, like the first time, like chrome, I'm like, ah, they must have been doing short runs, but I'm I'm so stoked to hear you guys when there's long runs and you like you're ticking you know you're ticking them off and you go and go longer and longer and, and learn to stand up and get yourself going without having to chip in and get yourself going in the deep water too, which is so cool. You know, another another little tidbit of advice that I'm going to try. I I, I um, it's relatively new. Um, Scotty the Wizard's been rocking a front strap um just for his front foot on the prone unassisted and and um my buddy jesse just tried it yesterday and he was like it's, it's game changer like you got to do this so yeah. there's something to it um throw a front strap on when you're downwinding you know your, your back foot moves around but that front yeah. foot doesn't necessarily move around that much and it mm. gives you that that additional like pushing forward um to to get it because like you get into these situations where you're your body is, is making these tiny micro adjustments. You don't even know you're doing it. You know, like when you're in the zone, you're just, your body's just acting and you're riding these bumps and it knows that you just got to give it this little forward. And I think that that strap gives you that additional and then also just the torque, right? Like you just start yanking the turns. Even yeah, harder, so. harder, can't you? I haven't tried the strap downwinding because to me, when I get, when I start paddling, I sort of like, my, my stance is kind of like, I call it like a split stance. 
So I'm like this. And then like, as I get up and going, I'll sort of widen my stance and get my back foot sort of more over the foil. Um, and with the foot strap, cause I guess I'm starting like that. And I'm, I just, it's just been like, yeah, right. I I, I'm not sure you could do it with a, with the sup, but, but prone. Oh, okay. Prone's yeah. the yeah. way to go. Prone. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, yeah, I, I, I've, I've dabbled with the straps on and off. I like sort of do like you know, a couple sessions with straps then I'm like, ah, I'm over them and I take them off and then I put them back on and it's super yeah. you know, it's for, for the surf. I really enjoy it because it's fun for, you know, you kind of just like you're saying, like sort of snow, it feels more like snowboarding. You just sort of hit like a wave and you just go flying off the back and you know, you can do little ones and sort of land back on the wave too. And it's kind of fun, but um, yeah, I'll have to try it. Um, but the front strap for, for the for the prone downwind sort of missions. Yeah. I got a I got a mate in um in Byron or just north of Byron who's got the Gujira. I should link you up with him. Name, yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah. Dude. Oh six hours? Oh, okay, it's not it's not just next door. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That is a big island. <laughs> uh, yeah. they're fun foils, man. They're they're not um that's not a gimmick, those those tubercles. It's it's a trip. Like I uh, we'll, we'll see if any other brands start start adding them on but it, it definitely is doing something I don't, I don't i don't get it like the the foil shouldn't act that way and it does and it's it's i'm, I'm freaking hooked yeah no I, I, yeah i'm i'm always open to trying a bunch of stuff but um you know go has been good to me and I'm, what am i using most of the time downwind like i guess if i was prone downwinding i'm using the nl 160 and that's something i don't ever use on my stuff when it's like cranking wind um the smallest foil i've used downwind was the the gl 140 and it was actually well it's just it's a dead whaler just washed up oh like yeah. nearby and i'm like oh, i'm gonna go out i heard it's on this reef i'm gonna go you know this other section i get to the beach and i start paddling out and I, as i'm walking to jump off like you know my starting point the guy goes oh the whales started washing downwind it's like just you know it was like I could see it. It was a couple of hundred meters from where I was starting. And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to, if once I get up, I'll be sweet. I'm going to go up and just go. And I got up and I hit the water. I'm like, oh no, I'm on my smaller foil. I'm not even sure I can even paddle this thing up. And I've never had so much motivation to get going, you know, like I literally <laughs> paddle and pump. So I got up and I'm like, I am out of here. And I, like the sun was setting and everything was, everything was like, it was a stupid idea looking back at it, but oh, I, I got man. going. And, um, I haven't tried the that like foil the foils. <laughs> you gotta be careful, that? man. The, the sharks like the foils, man. They they they, they make that vibration. My head and I'm like, this is a stupid idea. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> the smartest thing I've done. But um, I, I figured the sharks were preoccupied with the yeah, they're probably full floating whale carcass. But yeah, that wasn't my finest moment. Um, but yeah, that was the GL140. I tried that, and then what I found actually. When I go out and I use too small a foil, it's just like you're always trying to work it to get up to speed. I, and I've sort of I've gone back the other way and I'm like, so I guess it's lazier. But getting going on a bigger foil, I, I prefer to be maxed out the whole way and just sort of be able to sort of just wash off speed and do turns and having to pump and sort of create my own speed the whole way. So, um, but on a prone board, you can definitely get away with a small foil, which is why I was asking. Um, yeah, and then there's the there's even risk reward with the big foil too, right? Like where we surf, like or where we're downwinding at Caicos, and even even out at Montalua Bay, and and for that matter at at Sandy Beach as well. You're mixing 
groundswell with mm. windswell. So if you get stuck in a groundswell and you're riding it, those things have so much energy. If you got too big of a foil, you risk breaching. So it's it's like you gotta you gotta know what the ocean's doing. Um, or when you see those ground swells, you just ride them for a second, you kick out. Exactly. Um, like I, I I remember doing the the run from from Kavaihoa, the long run that I made, and being on a couple ground swells, more or less in my head. What are you doing? Get off of this thing. Get off of this thing. But you know how it is. Once sometimes when you get locked in, you you can't get out. yeah yeah and you're just like like all that weight forward and you you start hearing the that water underneath you start making that sound of right before breaching and then luckily you don't like oh my god you're just like oh thank god but that's that's definitely one of the dangers when you're downwinding is like grabbing a groundy and 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 breaching for sure yeah it's um i'm just i just want to I'm going to bring up some footage and maybe we can maybe just get you to talk through. Do you have one in particular on the Voyager foilers page that I should open up? Because like that ground swell versus wind swell is such an important thing for when we downwind, you know, like I was yeah. in my head, I want to try to find the one where Jack is filming you and you're yelling back. You're like, dude, I'm in the zone. Don't, don't bother me. Don't bother me. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was the, the run. That was, that was the, the run. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was like, I'm like bro, I'm gonna, oh. just, just scrolling. I'm gonna, I'm gonna share screen. So anyone who's, you know, listening, just sort of bear with us. But if you're watching, yeah, you can kind of, we're on the Voyager Foilers page. Give him a follow. Epic. He's been putting up such great content, and like when they, when he, when he has us like do the little stories of of the the like what we're up to. It's really fun, man. I, I, I love what he's doing and like this this community that he's created. And it seems like it's growing around the world, which is so cool. Yeah, for sure. Like I know I sort of inspired me to you know, put together like a little downwind how-to sort of online sort of coaching business. And it's, you know, it hasn't taken off, but it's it's growing, you know, and it's um one of those, it's just, is that inspiration, you know? It's it just, this is so cool and everyone aspires to do something like this so i mean let me know which one you think i should have a look at i'm not sure i have oh bro i don't know like yeah you can look at scotty scotty's right there doing a turn that's right before black point so that's going to be like a send where we we we're sending it before um you got to go around that headway that head and that's a it's a spooky little little section because there's nothing there um but he's obviously on the 980 could tell by by those turns um but you can see ground swells they're they're going towards shore right and then our 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 other swells yeah you can see all the ground swell Um, yeah you can i'm gonna for those that are watching i'm gonna try to pause it let's find the spot kind of here basically you can see like these sort of ones going this way like sort of into shore that that'd be the ground swells you know yeah um and then the ones that it's almost like just sort of little surface chops, they're almost going like this way and they're kind of bending and refracting. Yeah, that's exactly. Pretty so much. That's what it's we have. Hard. We have, we get to, yeah. we get to go that way. And then we, ha- we, we get to a point where you have to catch some ground swell or else you'll end up out at sea. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Cause that, 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 that was what I was saying earlier. I think before we we're chatting, like the Hawaii Chiron, um, let me, yeah, what am I going to do here? The Hawaii Chiron, yeah here we go like 
for when I've done it, um, the wind really to me felt like when you know when we start, it kind of feels like it's sort of going this direction, which which is you know it is straight along the coast, yeah. but it's from when you're starting here, it it's basically takes you out to this sort of area. Feels like, and then yeah. once you get here, the wind it feels like it sort of straightens up and takes you in a bit more. But it's probably a combination uh, of the wind. Uh, it's more or less it, when you have a, um, a east or northeast or east northeast like there this is the this is the best run it's mm. it's unreal like mm. it starts going offshore and then it turns around diamond head um and then it starts at diamond head because you've got the mountain there um it starts pointing straight offshore again so at the very yeah. end you're, you're going you need to catch groundswell to get back in it's, it's like the wind funnels through here and then yep. funnels kind of yep. around here and here so it does this bending thing doesn't it yeah and the closer you get to Around diamond head, head it's like the yeah. more swell there is too it just i don't know i found it just feels like a point break when you're foiling or when on the side yeah it's, it's, it, all these all these mountains are funneling the 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 wind so it, it's a northeast trade wind or east trade wind but when you get to the mountains it, it funnels it and shoots it more more variable like it's not variable but different than the normal northeast so like It'll switch to straight north and then it'll switch to east. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's yeah, it's it's a cool bit of coastline you guys are living in. Um, one of the runs yeah. I've done before on my stand-up is actually starting, it's like the Makapu run and starting yeah. like literally it, right there. it'd suck on a foil because you gotta get, you know, you gotta launch from here basically on yeah. a stand-up or a outrigger, you just sort of paddle out. But once you're here, yeah. like this run is freaking crazy like so we're going we're going from right there where your arrow was oh yeah we're going from, no a little lower there's a little bay right there yeah yeah i know the spot there's a fun little surf spot there too <laughs> yeah and no 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 it's terrible um but <laughs> we we launched from right there and then we go to uh the blowhole where the number 72 is yeah but yeah eventually we want to be able to go from there all the way to kaimana yeah that'd be yeah that's 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 a run <laughs> that's a serious run that's <laughs> i guess the the more you get into this downwind foiling it's like the more you want to go further and further and yeah like, right. yeah you guys have plenty of options to go actually i've heard of crew um that let me get out of here yeah the north shore boys are doing long runs yeah that's right actually i've done on a stand-up i've done a, a fairly Long with Turtle Bay to like Wailuku, but yeah, you can go all yeah. the way to um, you know the the other sort of. Turtle, Bay, Turtle Bay to Wailuku, that's a that's a that's an island jump there. Maybe I think yeah. you're in Wailua. <laughs> oh Wailua, yeah, that's 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 a long way, right? <laughs> but I wonder if you guys, I guess the wind goes really bad around here, doesn't it? I'm just wondering if you guys can go further this way. You you um, hypothetically could, but you're way out at sea. Like you're, you're yeah. miles out at sea. It's a long way, but yeah, that's right. Wailua, yeah, like Kiv oh, like Turtle Bay to Wailua, but otherwise, yeah. you I guess you can theoretically you go further, right? Yeah, um, you could go to Mokalaia, arguably. Which yeah, is like right out where the airfield is. Yeah, but yeah, like so we like I haven't even really ventured out there because it's so good right here in my backyard. Um, but and and it's a testament too because. The boys out there come to town, like Eric Newton yeah, and uh, you know Sturman and 
uh, and Aaron, they're, they're coming all the way to town and they're frothing. They're just like freaking out. Like, this is so good. Yeah, no, no it's so- not like, I, I've got a buddy who lives um, in, in Wailua and, and when we're there in summer, we're always like, we want to go to South Shore because the wind is so much better there. And like, it's kind of, yeah. we, we sort of, the North Shore wind, it gets, it gets good on its day, but the South Shore seems to be better more often. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, well, let's, track. I'm going to start wrapping up because we've, it's been good chatting and I, but I know you've got, <laughs> yeah, no yeah, we did. Um, but I want you to leave us with sort of three, three tips, I guess, for people setting out for their downwind foil voyage. Yeah. Um, okay. Three tips. Uh, first, uh, get James Casey's like tutorial. Um, and if you can't afford it, go to YouTube and watch my free one. Um, (laughs) it's a, it's a bit of comedy, but like within that, that would be my number two rule, um, or, or tip. And that's just make sure you have the right equipment. Like we see so many guys show up with the wrong equipment or like, there's no way, like you're showing up with like a, 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 like a dihedral wing, a surf wing, trying to do a downwinder. Like it's, you're not going to make it. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you can pump two out of th- two or three waves. You're, it's not going to happen. Um, so you don't necessarily need a high aspect wing, um, but mid aspect, high aspect, like make sure you have the right equipment and the, your board as well. You can't have a giant board um, unless you're supping. Um, so just make sure you have the right equipment. That goes for everything, like, like wing foiling or even regular foiling. Just have the right equipment. Um, other than that, the third one is downwind foil. And like I said earlier, is is like, I'd say 25% your physical capabilities and then 75% your mental ability to stay focused and believe in yourself. So um, if you believe you can, you can. And if you believe you can't, you can't. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a really good tip. It's like when you say like, avoid that rock over there and every time people what rock and they look at it, they're gonna hit it. <laughs> you know whereas when you say like hey, it's going to go this way where it's open okay we'll go to where it's open and it's sweet but yeah if you don't have the belief you, you've at least got to work on that you got to you got to yeah. build yourself up a little and say yeah i got this um yeah so yeah great tips it's been great to have you on kai nice to nice to meet you i got too. i got one more i got one more, dude. one more i think it's like more philosophical though because like this is this is as i as i get older as well it's like we, we as, as foilers need to just like really appreciate what we have, you know, and like realize like we are some really lucky individuals to be doing what we're doing. Um, I feel like we need to start opening this sport up to those less fortunate. Um, so that's kind of what I want to see in the future is, is figuring out ways to, to bring in um, a more diverse crew into the fold of, of foiling. Um, and then also, you know, like, Hey, in life, we, we, we all seem to be working so damn hard, uh, to be able to surf and foil as much as, as we can. Um, so don't lose sight on why you do what you do, right? Like don't work so hard and you don't have time to foil or or surf, like get in the ocean as much as you can. Um, so yeah, I, I I just want to thank you for letting me be on this and hopefully the boys don't put me under review for doing this podcast um but i appreciate i appreciate the opportunity 
No, it's been great to have you, Karen. And thanks for your time as well. And I'm, I'll try to, you have to, you have to pass on some details to some of the other boys. I'll try to get them on as well. Um, but yeah, great. Like, yeah. I guess that last year, that was probably my favourite. You know, a lot of people I know, yeah, they work so hard so they can afford, you know, another board or another foil. But then they can just continue work and they never even use the board or the foil. It's like, don't lose sight <laughs> of what yeah. we're, I guess not what we're here for, but like what we'll, we're here to have, you know, the, the of life. Yeah. Like, it's like, well, what's the point? But it's like, if you're having fun, then that's, and you're sort of sharing the fun. To me, that's what it's all about. So if you can, yeah. if you can get out there and share the stoke and, you know, share equipment and get more people into it, epic. Yeah, that's what's all yeah. about. Or give a Voyager a ride back up when they're hitchhiking. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Look out for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but thanks again, Kay. Nice to meet you and nice to sort of understand what it is you boys are doing over there because it's I'm loving following and when I'm over there next, which who knows when that'll be, but you know, it'll be there as soon as it's easy. Um, and I, I love to do a, do a run with you guys. Likewise, dude. I love Australia. I've, I've traveled all over the place. Your country is amazing. I, I, I really enjoy it. And um, I'm a huge Johnny Farnham fan, fan so let's go. Maybe. Let's do it. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.